lay out all the scenarios, right? Like if you're someone that has a lot of fear, it's like, all right, let's lean into each of those. It's the worst case that can happen and let's run through that. If people now uh, are fearful and um, can go into, into shock mode or stuck mode and freezing up, what would you recommend them? How do they get back on track? How do they keep rolling? Yeah, well, first things first, realize that that's a natural reaction and that's okay. So some people uh, just feel like, oh, it's not going to be fearful. I always got to be like moving forward to be positive. One, realize that that's a reaction you're having and it's okay. What you don't want to do is just get stuck and live in there. So um, depending on how you process things, uh, one option is to lay out all the scenarios, right? Like if you're someone that has a lot of fear, it's like, all right, let's lean into each of those. It's the worst case that can happen and let's run through that. And then let's see what's the likelihood of that happening. You know, because for most people, it's just the lack of clarity that causes us to be stuck. But when we run through different scenarios and we've got clarity on like, Hey, if this happens, I'm still going to be, I'm still going to be able to survive, right? Like if the worst case scenario happened and my business left and I lost my house and whatever else, I still have my family and I have all the lessons and experience of building that business. So I know I can go do it again, right? So a lot of times it's just running through those scenarios, getting more clarity on what the worst case, like what could happen. Um, but then also looking at it and saying, all right, so with that, what opportunities are there? And what it always comes back to is like tying into what drives you and leveraging that, right? So for me, like a big thing that drives me now is like, how do I help as many people as I can? And because I'm so clear on that, the more our time I spend helping people, the more that comes back to me. One, because I'm helping people and I feel really good about that and the ripple effect of then the people they help is huge. But then two, the more people you help, the more money you end up making. So a big part of this is getting clarity and then based on that, figuring out what your environment for success is that's going to support you and allow you to move forward. Beautiful. If you think back to your start, your first year, what advice would you give yourself now in, in hindsight? Yeah, uh, 100%. The idea you have is probably wrong and it's going to probably cost you a lot of money. So what most entrepreneurs do is we come up with what we think is a great idea. We ask a couple of our friends who they're our friends. So they're just going to be nice to us anyways. And like, yeah, that's a great idea. You should go do it. And then we as entrepreneurs then go and create the whole thing. And that often requires a lot of time, a lot of money. And then we try to sell it. And we realize that one, we don't have anyone to sell it to. And then two, nobody's buying it. And so this just happens time and time again. So a much better way to do this. And it took me a couple of times of not doing it right to figure that out is before we create something, let's go talk to the people that we think will buy this and understand the world. We want to understand that person better than they understand themselves. And through understanding them, a couple things are going to happen. One, we're going to get super clear on who they are and where we can find them. We're going to start warming them up to who we are and the fact that we might have a solution for them. And we're ultimately going to have them design what the offer needs to be and what they're likely willing to pay. So rather than us thinking we've got to create something out of our head, we actually have our future customers create it. And we actually have them fund the business by having them buy it before we even create it. So that's one of the biggest things most people can do is 
not think your idea is great and build it, but instead go find the people that are willing to pay for it because if they're not willing to pay for it, it's not a good idea yet and you probably have to pivot. This is so relevant right now. You want to make your sales more repeatable and reliable? Do you want to have less volatility and more growth in your revenue per month? At Strategy Sprints, we do only one thing, strategy and sprints. Strategy means having more revenue through a better offer. And sprints means having more energy in your team every week. Check out if your ROI is as high as it is for most service-based and online businesses and startups we work with, which is over 100%. You can see it in just 15 minutes by going to strategysprints.com sales and completing our online exercise to know what your ROI would be with our accelerator program. We are ready to sprint. Are you? Many people have lost their job, have to reinvent their new career. They have to create their job. Um, some people have had a healthy business, but now they need to pivot to find out, okay, who's the new target group? Or the target group stays the same, but the offer needs to change. So how can people do exactly what you say, start exploring that, find proof of concept, proof of market, but in a simple way, in a fast way, not to end up uh, six months later having spent money and then it wasn't the right thing. Yeah, I mean, one of the, the quickest and easiest things you can do, and most people are going to avoid this because it sounds like work and it is, is literally reaching out to your network, either people that you know or people that they know, and looking for having conversations with people that fit your ideal avatar. So for example, if I was going to start a business where I'm helping um, uh, businesses uh, shift from being in person to running remotely, right? That's a huge need right now. What I would go to do is identify a list of people in my network that are either that type of a client or could have somebody in their network that they could connect me to. And I would just have conversations with them right? Like, Hey, Simon, how's it going, man? How are you guys doing? What challenges are you facing? Uh, and then based on that, like what would an ideal solution look like for you? You know, I have seen, there's a big challenge here. I don't have anything yet, but I'm thinking about creating something to solve this problem. I just want to understand like what would be the ideal case for you. And so through those conversations, you're going to one really understand what the needs are. And if there's even an opportunity here, um, two, you're going to be able to warm these people up. And then a, a couple of key things I always like to tell people is it's like, Hey, let's start kind of test closing this. Right. So, Hey, Simon, I don't have anything yet, but if I was to offer something that solved this problem you had and helped you do this thing, um, would you want me to reach out? Is that something you'd be willing to invest in? And then if you say yes, it's like, great. Um, what would need to be included in that? All right, sweet. What would that be worth to you? So I'm really getting an understanding of what somebody would be willing to pay. And then I can go back and say, all right, let me reach back out. I do have this. Uh, if you want to get in, let's dive in and I'm getting money. If they say, no, I'm not interested. It's like, hey, totally understand. Uh, it sounded like this was a major challenge for you. So like what would need to be included or what's missing that would make this a no brainer for you? So by having even just a handful of conversations, you can validate this idea and potentially even get your first client. But most people avoid and just want like the easy button. They want it on autopilot. They think if I just set up a website and I do a webinar, everything will come to me. And it's like, no, one of the best ways to do is to be proactive and reach out. Beautiful. 
Now, you are not only an entrepreneur, you have two more difficult situations. You have kids at home <laughs> and you run a business with your wife, with, uh, which also is a particular situation. What did you learn about that and what can you share with other entrepreneurs in similar situations? 100%. So um, whether you run a business with your spouse or not, most people are at home right now. And so one of the key things that you've got to understand is like, you've got to be communicating probably more than you did before. And so part of communicating is even just laying out schedules, right? So like one of the most beneficial things we do is we have a meeting every week where we reflect back on the week, personal and business. What wins did we have? Cause we want to celebrate success. And even it during a challenging time like this, there's always wins. There's some little wins. There's some big wins. Then we want to discuss challenges. And based on that, we look at the upcoming week and we look at our calendars and say, all right, what does this week need to look like? Well, I have a meeting during this time. So can you watch the kids? Yeah, great. Uh, well, I've got to do this thing. Um, here's some personal time. I need to block out to take care of myself and to have some time away. Can you watch the kids? So we coordinate all of that so that we make sure that everything is taken care of. And both of us have individual time, we have family time, and then we layer the business and everything else in around that. So that's one. And the second piece is understanding your personality and their personality, and then adjusting your roles and how you communicate based on that. So when Ariana and I started working together, we just kept butting heads. And I kept thinking she was tearing down my ideas and she kept thinking I was talking crazy. And once we took personality tests and then shared the results, we realized we were complete opposite, which was actually good, but we were playing the wrong roles. So once we shifted our roles around and got that communication in place, that became a lot easier. Um, working at home with kids can definitely be a challenge. And especially when they're out of school like this and they're there all the time. Uh, a couple things we've done during this time is we do have a nanny. So our nanny comes uh, every day for a handful of hours to give both of us dedicated time to work. And then the rest of it is just giving them a schedule and having one of us that can then support them while the other one is doing some business stuff. Cool. What's your personal vision and your business vision if you look forward the next three years? Yeah, the biggest thing I want to do is just help as many business owners as I can to build businesses that actually allow them to live their ideal lifestyle. Because what we've seen far too often is that business owners get stuck in the business and not only does that not allow them freedom, it actually leads to a lot of negative things. It leads to um, neglecting their family, neglecting their spouse, neglecting their kids. Uh, it can lead to divorce. It could lead to uh, suicide. It could lead to depression. So there's all these like downsides of entrepreneurship that you don't often hear about because everyone wants to praise how great it is, um, but there are a lot of challenges. So my personal vision now is like, how can I impact and help as many entrepreneurs to realize that one, um, this is possible. And then two, to give them the tools to do that. And so a big reason that, you know, we do the podcast, a big reason that we wrote the book and have many more books we'll be writing is to basically say, how do we get this out on a bigger scale to just impact more and more people? Beautiful. Is there something I forgot to ask? Uh, no, I think you covered it, man. Pretty thorough. Thank you so much, Tom, for being here and for sharing uh, your knowledge and your experience with all entrepreneurs out there. Absolutely. Thank you, man. It's been a pleasure. Keep rolling. Bye-bye. All right. See ya. We all know that working in sprints is better. 
but how do we know what we should work on? You're in luck because we have a 15 minute exercise that will give you complete clarity on where to take your project next. Go to strategysprints.com slash sales to complete our short exercise and meet one-on-one -on -one with an expert sprint coach to identify your number one bottleneck. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed that episode of The Strategy Show. Make sure to like this video below and subscribe so that you can stay up to date with every episode of The Strategy Show. Get daily CEO tips from CEOs for CEOs.